0: Hi guys, welcome back to Double Digested, a Riverdale Recap Podcast. I'm Jonathan. I'm Rebecca. And today we are going to be covering
1: Ep. 3. Which, this time we looked up the name of the episode. (laughs) We're ready. It's called Body Double. Double Digested? Body Double. Body
0: Double Digested? Mm -hmm, I think so. That's this episode.
1: I think... I could pass as
0: your buddy. <laughs> I think so. For for the viewers at home who can't see us, I'm six feet tall, and Rebecca is...
1: Mm, like half that? So maybe <laughs> with,
0: with a pair of stilts. Yeah. And if I grew some nice long hair.
1: Yeah, we, th- <laughs> we, we could really pass. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think we represent like a classic Betty-Veronica duality. Ex-
0: classic, classic.
1: I am old-fashioned vanilla. If <laughs> ever there was one.
0: <laughs> Ooh, that makes me Betty. I mean, Veronica.
1: Um, and that would make... So, okay, tell me if this is smart or silly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made a BuzzFeed quiz after we recorded the first episode. Oh, yeah. And it was, which Riverdale character should be your Valentine? You guys should take this quiz. And one of the questions was, which, like, milkshake would you share with your Valentine? Right. And... Okay, so I think this one, I think Archie, tell me yes or no. So I did, because, you know, we have the problem of the two redheads. Mm-hmm. I did Archie as strawberry, because that's, like, the third classic rounding out the trio. Of course. Um, and then I did Cheryl Blossom. as. At, at first I was going to do just cherry, mm-hmm. and then I was going to do, like, black cherry. But then I settled on cherry cheesecake.
0: I feel like I like that. I feel like... I feel like Cheryl Blossom has the facade of a cherry cheesecake, but mm-hmm. deep down is a black cherry. Yes. But I feel like she would want other people to see her as a cherry cheesecake person, so that's what she'd drink in front of others. I
1: think, like, her lines are cheesy, and, like, it's, like, a very tacky flavor. Yeah. And, like, she's a little tacky. It is. Also, like,
0: who opts for cherry cheesecake as a flavor over another flavor? Like, cherry cheesecake is what I would get if there was nothing else to, to choose. Yeah, but it
1: is, like, that's, I'm pretty sure, like, a flavor of Blizzard at Dairy Queen. <laughs>
0: Well, the standards are high then.
1: Uh, yeah, pretty much. If it doesn't
0: pour out, then you should if be it drinking it. it passes
1: the fine gatekeepers at Dairy Queen, like,
0: <laughs> it's legit. So tell me, what is your what is your week been like? What have you been up to?
1: Um, week's been okay. Yeah.
0: Uh
1: oh man, I'm just counting sleeps between. <laughs> <But> <laughs> between. between
0: <laughs> well, I have a story to tell. Oh, please and do. Speaking of sleeping, it actually has to do with sleeping. Okay. And it is completely unrelated to Riverdale, so forgive my. Uh, <laughs> how dare you um so the other day i went out and i okay well let me me start from the beginning so i appreciate a color contact you know like as much as the next person (laughs)
1: okay
0: like i i think they're great i think it's fun young chance it's like like a
1: choice it's a
0: choice and it's a chance to step outside yourself and become someone else right which is very exciting to me (laughs) so i was uh in india last year with my Family, right? And um, among other things, I realized that color contacts are cheaper in India. Okay. So instead of spending forty dollars like some chump at an optician in Toronto, Mm -hmm. I decided I would buy a pair of color contacts um, from a roadside optician in Hyderabad.
1: Of course. Which
0: at the time was I was a little bit unsure, but as soon as I saw them and I got the price fifteen Canadian dollars, we haggled it down from twenty. Okay. I was like, okay, sold. So, whatever, I buy these contacts. First thing I realized, I should have bought them in a different color because my eyes are brown and I bought them hazel. So, essentially, they were the same color. You
1: did did hazel? I did hazel
0: because I wanted it to look real enough that people wouldn't realize that they were fake. But what actually ended up happening is that no one realized I was wearing colored contacts. No. Yeah. So Denexi, can exactly. I just say
1: you would look so good with like a green? I oh, well,
0: see that was my second choice, and I chickened out.
1: Aww.
0: So anyway, so I wore these contacts um, when I went out with friends, much to their chagrin, because I <laughs> the only feedback I got was "You're creepy." I can't tell. Oh my god, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um, but I continued to wear them because I decided to stay strong. And last week, I went out uh, and I put the contacts in as I mm-hmm. do. Um, and guys, just to be clear, I only wear them like once a week for three hours, one night. Like it's, I'm not like wearing them every day. I'm not right. wearing them to work. So I put them in and I had a fun young night and I, um, had a little bit too much. So I wasn't all there and I fell asleep.
1: <laughs> in the contacts? In the contacts. Oh, yeah.
0: But the messed up thing is I dreamt that I'd taken them out. So I woke up early, and I was like, oh, no, no, you took them out because I could remember. I could see myself doing it. Mm -hmm. So I went back to sleep. So I woke up at, like, noon. I got out of bed, and I realized that when I, like, blinked, my eyes kind of, like... Like, you know that thing where, like, one of Caitlyn Jenner's eyes doesn't open all the way because of, like, the work. Oh, yeah. So it was, like, that, but it was both of the eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, oh, my God. So I was, like,
0: okay, this is a little bit uh, concerning. And then I realized that I must have left the contacts and I jumped out of bed. And, like, for those of you who use contacts, I don't know if you use them, Rebecca, but you know that I thing do? where you stick your finger in and you touch the contact and it swirls? Like, it moves around yes. when you touch it? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, these contacts were no longer swirling. They were fi- affixed to my irises. Okay. And I had to, like, gouge my own eyeballs. Ugh. Oh. And they would not come out.
1: Oh, my God. So I had
0: to, like, pinch my eyeball and, like, rip them off. Um, It was messed up. It took about 30 minutes, which is too long to take a contact out. Maybe to put it in not to take it out. And when I finally took them out, I saw everything like I was living in the Riverdale world. And by that, (laughs) I mean everything looked like there was smoke in front of it
1: oh inside
0: my house my and outside and what? i actually had a panic attack and i was that like you had
1: like and i was like I,
0: I fucked myself up like this is awful i could not everything looked like i was like in like a like a speakeasy in the 30s like it was opaque smoke it was fucked it is
1: aesthetic though. yeah it was
0: very aesthetic but i wanted to be able to turn the filter off sure. and I couldn't. so i just kept blinking furiously oh, nothing my God. fixed it Uh, I see my mom later that day, and I tell her what I did, and I was like, I did something stupid, and she goes, what? And I was like, I slept with Indian colour contacts in and damaged my eyes, and now I can't see. And her first response was that she started to cry, which actually scared me, because I thought she was going to be like, you're an idiot. And she started to cry, and then I freaked out. And she screams, now your irises are permanently a different colour. And I was like, shut up, you're lying. And she's like, no, go look at them. So I run to a bathroom. And I'm like, okay, no, they fully aren't. She was being completely over-exaggerating, like, every mom. <laughs> Anyways, so I spent, I was very distraught and didn't know what to do. And I called my friend, and she was like, you have to go to the doctor, but I don't have health insurance right now. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to the doctor. I feel... So I just freaked out, and I did what anyone did, and I went to brunch. And then, fortunately, about halfway through the day, like, they cleared up. But that's just a lesson to people. Like, don't fall asleep with those, like, cheap Indian-colour contacts, because you might...
1: We've all been there.
0: We have all been there. And like, I just want to share my story so that like I can sort of break through the stigma, but I think it's important. Get it? that Like know,
1: astigmatism. Yeah.
0: Break through astigmatism.
1: Can I just say, yes. Um, I've also had the thing where I've dreamt that I've taken them out. Um, mm-hmm. in reverse. I've had times where I've panicked that I've left them in overnight and then I will wake up, not colored, just dailies. Right. Um, and from, I'll from poke an in my eye, like, just in bed, I'll open my eye and just touch my eyeball and try to take them out, and there's nothing there, and I'm just straight up just molesting my eyeball. Oh, yeah. And it's more it's than once. very it's hard to get
0: out. And also, like, it's worth noting that, like, I couldn't find the contact rays after I took them out, so I just put them on my dresser because I was so frustrated. An hour later, they hadn't just dried out, they had turned to glass, <laughs> and I picked them up, and I'm pretty sure, like, a shard of one of the broken trays oh, just cut my hand. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, next time I'll probably stick to color contacts from somewhere that I can background check a little bit more thoroughly.
1: Yeah, those Indian contacts <laughs> don't mess.
0: But but they were only $15 for the pair, which That's I can't good. quite get over. Although I also will say, even when I was wearing them and they were working, I couldn't see. Like, I think they had a prescription accidentally. So I couldn't reach text oh, or see distance. That's yeah.
1: that's pretty bad. But
0: anything for beauty.
1: Well, speaking of glasses, mm-hmm. and and speaking of eyesight, yes. uh, this episode has a lot of eyewitnesses oh, and of yes. the spectacles character.
0: That it does.
1: So, want to get into it? Yes,
0: let's please. So, as per usual, we begin the episode with a moody voiceover of from course. from Jaggy, our
1: favorite mm-hmm.
0: little you know. Um, what is he? He's in pops again, right? Probably. Yeah, he seems to know. live there. Yeah. Um, also, is Pop's name Pop?
1: Okay. His name is Pop Tate. So his name is Pop singular, not Pop. But is it so... like,
0: like Pop hyphen Tate Johnson? Or is it like Pop Tate? Or is it like Pop... Like, which of those is which part of his name?
1: I always assumed it was Pop first name Tate last.
0: Okay, so he's like Mr. Tate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tate. <laughs>
0: It sounds a bit like Pop Tart. I don't know if I'd be okay with that sounds name. It sounds
1: a bit like Mr. Tant. <laughs>
0: yeah, it does. I was going to say. It
1: does sound like Pop Tart, though.
0: Pop Tart's. Cho- and it's called chocolate chalk? Or choc.
1: Choc lit. It's one word and it's C H O C K, like chock full of nuts. L I T, like it's lit at Pops. I like it. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, so that's the story of Pops, then, I guess. There we go. Mm-hmm. So we start off at the school, and Cheryl has been escorted where all people guilty of lying in a murder trial go in a murder case go the RuPaul's office, office. <laughs> yeah rupaul's <laughs> office rupaul's principal's office and of course she's being interrogated by not just the sheriff but also the principal because yeah. that's how law enforcement works of course um she fesses up that she lied about a plan that she was covering up
1: i know i love that how they backtrack that right away she's like I'm guilty, not of murder, mm-hmm. but of,
0: like, like, it was very much, like, a cliffhanger setup for the sake of cliffhanger setups. Yeah. And she's like, okay, okay, I lied, but I didn't kill him. So we're back to square one.
1: Uh, and we get some more creepy flashbacks of them just holding hands, maintaining, like, long eye contact. Can I just say, like, um... Ginger Lannisters, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, definitely. They are they're the,
0: Lannisters. The they're, Blossoms
1: are the Lannisters. Yeah.
0: They're like, the, what's the guy, the guy who was on Misfits, who then was on Game of Thrones, and he started, like, cutting off people's heads?
1: Um, okay, full disclosure, I've read the books, haven't seen an episode. Okay,
0: I think his name's, like, Ramsay or something. Oh, Ramsay Bolton. Oh, yeah, sure he's sure straight that. up evil. That is Cheryl You
1: know Boyle. who plays Ramsay? Who?
0: Um...
1: I think it's Ramsey or if not Ra- yeah it is. I f- if not Ramsey then it's um what's his name? Mm-hmm. His victim taint whatever. Taint,
0: yeah. <laughs> Smell whatever the Oh, name. oh grope or whatever. <laughs> I know the one you mean. he yeah. cuts off his ding-dong.
1: Anyway, I think it's I think it's Ramsey though, but okay. it might be the other one. I'm so sorry. Everyone here is like, going to be so mad cuz everyone watches. Whatever, I don't watch. They all have stupid names Lily I Allen's know. brother. Stop it. Do you know the song Alfie by Lily Allen? I don't
0: know that song. No. The one about
1: like her little brother, who's like a stoner, and like
0: wait—that is Lily Allen's brother. Mm-hmm.
1: Alfie, Alfie Allen.
0: Wait, his name is Alfie Allen. It sounds
1: like a Riverdale character. It kind
0: of sounds like it sounds like an Arabic name. Like if you put a hyphen, like Alfie Allen. Alfie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Anyway. <laughs> Hold up.
1: I'm I'm looking this up right now. Um. We
0: have to confirm.
1: Because we have to confirm. Because I feel I feel really awful, and people are going to think that we're rubes. First, we. Honestly, I am. Yeah, because first we trashed Westworld the last time. Now we're going West after. Westworld deserved Rose. to be. Trash. Kevin would be so mad because he said that HBO is his Sunday night. Right, Thank right. God for HBO. They also
0: had a shout out to Netflix in this He's episode. He's Theon
1: Greyjoy, so he does uh, okay. play what Taint. Cropped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's some. It's a single syllable word that is also another word.
1: Yeah, I can't. Oh, 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 oh.
0: I think it's grow.
1: It's not or Groot. Grot. It's not Grot. It's You're thinking of, like, Groot.
0: <laughs> well, anyway. Reek
1: reek, reek. reek.
0: Oh, I knew it was, I knew it was like a verb or yeah. something. Okay.
1: We, yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: So anyway. So Cheryl confesses to the fact that she and Jason, and stop me if I make a mistake here. Okay. Had a plan. Yes. So that he could run away. Because he wanted to leave Riverdale, but he didn't want his parents to look for him.
1: Exactly. Right? So they were going to stage his murder, mm-hmm. which, like...
0: Which is, like, like, Soap Opera 101, it doesn't work.
1: Yeah. Also, I just want to point out that the tone is, like, so serious. And Cheryl says, it was bananas.
0: <laughs> I, I know, I love that they keep those little, like, co- comic book, like, speech bubble expressions. Yeah. In an otherwise completely insane situation. Um, and I, I think later on in the episode she says, don't aw shucks me, Archie, or something like yeah. that. And I was like, yes, He's are still doing it. Um... So of course, who shows up to the office to save Cheryl? Her parents, who mm-hmm. actually snap into action. I was kind of into it, you know. Like I feel yeah. like they're really pulling like a Betty's mom. Like they were channeling Alice Cooper, like, yeah, the real Alice, the Cooper, real Alice not, Cooper, not not that fake the original. one, yeah. Um, and they just pull her out. What do they say? Like we, we'll get lawyers or something.
1: Yeah, like pretty much like a school principal cannot just stop. Yeah, sl- slow down. Also, I just want to point out like the parents because they both have like the ginger hair. Yeah. Um, just look like a... Clo- like, like Cheryl and Jason just look like their parents, like, l- like in a couple signs. Yeah, it's like,
0: not only is it twin but it's like... It's like, parent. It's... it's too much... Like, I don't trust a family where everyone in it has red hair. Like, it's just genetically so unlikely that something's up.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. There, there's something going on there. And then they take her home and mm-hmm. force her to tell them the rest of the truth they say um then we go to betty's parents uh we oh we find out betty's mom is a writer for the Riverdale Register. Right.
1: They own the Riverdale Register, right. which they mentioned last episode. So they own it. Betty's really mad because hashtag fake news. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> hashtag alternative facts. Yep. Um, they're sensational. She says it a lot. She's That's Kellyanne conway through the
0: story. And Betty just wants Alice to stick Cooper to the fact.
1: is a bit of a Kellyanne conway. She's a bit
0: of a Kellyanne Conway and, like... I'm not into it, but I'm a bit into it.
1: I love that she calls her daughter a Lois Lane type. <laughs> I
0: know. It was like, ooh, another comic? Like, I know. Like, they're very much telling us that they know what we know. And I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. So then Betty's mom owns the Riverdale Register, or Betty's family owns the Riverdale Register, which also confused me a bit because I feel like they'd have a little more money.
1: No, but I also feel like it's a town of straight up, like, 1,200 people. So That's they true. should it's have a distribution of, like, 500,000. Like, yeah.
0: Fair enough. Um... There's a scene
1: with Archie and his dad I don't care. Oh,
0: yeah, no, I'm (laughs) stupid. I will not give any time to Archie's dad. I've had enough of it. Can we
1: please not? Like, let's just never... Because it's... Especially this episode. Their plot is so stupid. He's also
0: just a very... Like, yeah, okay, let's just establish, for the sake of saying this, Archie in episode three is not plot A. He is a... Plot B
1: if he's lucky. Plot C if he's a day. It's crazy that he's been... Archie is relegated to... Falon plot C in his own. Oh,
0: totally. And show. Like, I am very into it because plot A in this show is killer. It is so good.
1: Plot A is B and V. Yeah,
0: plot A is B and V take Well, we'll get into it. Yeah. But Archie and his dad, like, I could I could lose in this show. Um so then Oh, one thing I noticed, Archie's eye healed awful quick. Because he got that shiner the day before or two days before, True. because it goes from the science lab Right, scene to Cheryl
1: right there. To
0: Cheryl right there, and his eye is almost gone. I know. His shiner.
1: That's a really good point.
0: Like, they need to work
1: on that. Uh, but I think that's, like, comic book logic, Of like, a character gets beat up, and, like, he crashes his car in the next page, he's...
0: I also think it's, like, goes back to your point of, like, there's something in the fog. Yes. I mean? Like, there's some sort of, like... It has, it's like a
1: mountain spring. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> some sort of, like blood thinner, bruise cleaner, something like that. Or That's maybe it's just, maybe it's just a thick foundation.
1: Which is why they all have such good skin. Yeah. I, I like to think that, like, in the 1800s, people would go to, like, Riverdale if they had, like, Colorado, like, oh, through yeah. their lungs.
0: Yeah, totally. It's like the, it's like the Joyce Spinelli of the <laughs> 1800s. Exactly. Um, so, okay, so, oh, another note I have from that scene where they're just back to Cheryl Blossom's interrogation, And I know we already said this, but Kevin's dad is so much hotter than Archie. Like, he is at the top of this list for me. Like, he is the hottest one. Way
1: hotter than his son.
0: Oh, my God. So much hotter. Kevin is very, like, he's almost like, he's like when you make a sim and they give you the base sim before you make any (laughs) mods. He's that. (laughs) There's nothing exciting there.
1: No. And his clothing doesn't help. Just very drab. Mm-hmm. Kevin's dad looks more like Kevin in the comics, because Kevin in the comics, they've given him the brightest blue eyes. Really? And this just really nice blonde hair. Huh. Um. I didn't realize. He's very thick. It's like an upside down triangle, is it?
0: Ugh, I hate that. Like, um, Johnny Bravo? <laughs> yeah, know. it's not as
1: thick as <laughs> okay, Johnny Bravo, okay. but
0: it's like... Uh, I don't trust a, a narrow waist. Um...
1: They're back in my favorite set on the show, The Student Lounge. Yes.
0: That's where all the action takes place. Mm -hmm. And we find out that Veronica and Chuck have a date later. Yes. Um, And
1: everyone's like, oh, Chuck? Chuck is the player. I just want to point out one thing mm -hmm. before we go further, which is that Chuck in the comics, um, here were his traits. On the football team, but so are all the boys in Archie Comics. Son of the coach... Um, dating Nancy, who we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Nancy's not in this show, shame. Um, and his thing is he's like a cartoonist. Like he's really? like a bit of a lovable nerd. He's just like a good guy. He likes to draw cartoons, he's well liked.
0: So they made him an ass.
1: Yeah, and they made him an ass. And like, I don't know, because first they make Reggie. Like, Reggie was already an ass. They make him an Asian bro, which is my favorite, like, trope to see in representation Mm -hmm. as Asian bros, but I like, like, a good-hearted Asian bro. They have him on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, they have them on The Good Place on NBC, like, it's really a type. Yeah. Uh, And here he's an ass, and then, like, Chuck, to be fair, was added to the comics very clearly as, like, token black friend, which was, like, very much, you know, that's what everything was doing in the 70s, but they, like, he was definitely, like... A full fledged character, had, like, and then qualities. to make him just like a shitty guy.
0: Wait, so was he black in the comics? Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, But his whole thing is he's like jock, Nancy's boyfriend, creative type, cartoonist, which was also okay. very meta because yeah. like, he was a cartoonist. So like, did you watch Deadpool?
0: know. Uh, I watched a couple episodes.
1: It's a, not Daredevil. Oh. Deadpool was the movie with Ryan Reynolds. Wait, how
0: did you know that I was thinking of Daredevil? I do Oh, because I said episodes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So
1: Deadpool's the movie with Ryan Reynolds yeah. and it's about, like, a meta superhero like in the comics he knows he's in a comic and he'll be like oh in this panel blah blah and in the movies he knows he's a character in a movie and similarly chuck because he was a cartoonist was kind of like meta aware like there would be some issues that would start with him like looking up to the page and be like hey guys blah 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 yeah he was like the Deadpool. i know it's like yeah or just like not make him like Like, the villain anything like this could have been reggie because yeah. we know Reggie's a dick. This plot could have been about Reggie. That's true. Anyway, we're skipping ahead.
0: Okay, yeah, let's keep going.
1: That's that's my piece.
0: So they say
1: it's like dating a Kennedy to date Chuck. Which, yeah, which
0: yeah. Um, Kevin throws out a reference to staying home and watching Netflix, which I thought was cute because yeah,
1: watching Making a Murderer, um, which relevant to to relevant their deal murderers and Netflix. Can I tell relevant. you when I was making the art for this podcast, I tried to do making a murderer where it was half cartoon archie half kj <laughs> and i got like so lazy but like really close
0: oh wow we should take a look at that um
1: we'll, we'll post it to the show yeah. page we'll
0: tweet it guys don't worry don't worry followers um okay so then
1: the blue and gold this is one of my favorite scenes because anytime we see jug a juggie outside of pops mm-hmm. like i love it
0: yeah yeah there's um... love to
1: see this ghost boy about town
0: Yeah, we still we still don't know. Is he alive? Is he dead? Is he there? Is he not? You sold
1: me, and I love (sighs) like a supernatural. Yeah,
0: it's true. It always is a, a great twist. Um, and we see Jughead and Betty working together.
1: Yes, and she calls him Juggy. Which is the
0: first time we hear that, I think, right?
1: Yeah, and which was definitely a thing that the girls called him in the comics. Yeah,
0: and I think it's, like, cute that he was like, I want control. And she's like, well, I'll do this, this, and this. And he's like, "Mm, okay, fine. Like, Um, he's very happy to please. Yeah, he
1: holds up that magnifying glass, which is really cute. Again, like, they're all, like, little teen detectives, especially in this episode. He's just, like, so suave. I love Jughead. That is not, like, a thing... That would typically be, like, I don't know. I think Cole Sprouse with the dyed hair is yeah. just fully my type. It's every box. <laughs> like, I cannot handle him. And I know I'm not alone. Like, people are, like, freaking out over Cole Sprouse. Like, I can't handle them in these scenes just, like, the way he is.
0: Today, when I was at work, um, this girl was talking about, about the show, and she mm-hmm. was like, She's telling it to. She's telling another guy about it who didn't watch. She's like, and you know Jughead's played by, like, that guy on Zack and Cody? And he's like, who? And she's like, oh, you know, that guy, um, Dylan Sprouse. And I actually wanted to take my computer and throw it at her and be like,
1: it's Cole! It's Cole, Sprouse! How but I, I dare couldn't. she? Yeah. Well, maybe was, Dylan could cameo. Oh, I hope he does. <gasps> that would be <gasps> maybe cool. Maybe Jughead turns really
0: out to be a twin at the end.
1: That would be really cool. They need more, they need more
0: twin-cest.
1: Yeah, we really <laughs> they need need some gay twin-cest. Yeah.
0: Although, what is the difference between gay identical twin-cest and just, like, vanity? Like, at that point, it's just
1: <laughs> really the same thing. Oh, God. But that's kind of even with, like, fraternal hetero twin-cest. There's that level of vanity. Yeah. It's like, because that's very twin-cesty. Lannisters on Game of Thrones are very twin-cesty. Denison, D, on Always Sunny, like are always putting out twin-cest vibes, and it's, like, the thing of, like, it's me, but with a penis. (laughs) But I
0: feel like almost, like, gay-identical twin-cest, like, is essentially just masturbation.
1: Yeah, this right? is like, this sounds... really... This maybe... could be, like, a, a queer theory thesis. Yeah. Maybe,
0: maybe the show will take us there.
1: I'm, like, not enjoying talking about this anymore because I just snapped <laughs> back to reality and, like, my brothers are twins. And I would like to, like, just kind of steer away from this. No. Oh, okay.
0: I got really excited. They're like identical twins.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be... Identical... I don't know. Identical twins are, are pretty creepy.
0: And also quite rare, I think.
1: Yeah, my friend's little sisters are identical twins, and one of them is my first and middle name. Really? Yeah. Weird. I know. I guess it's like, it is Rebecca Lauren, which is like, I feel like, a very common Jewish girl first and middle name.
0: (laughs) Those are both very Jewish names.
1: Yeah. Like, um, our friend Sarah Mm -hmm. accurately predicted on the first try that my middle name was Lauren because she was just like... Really? Every Jewish girl's middle name is Lauren. I was like, okay. <laughs> you're like, uh. I was like, I'm very triggered, but you're not wrong. <laughs> it's Lauren with an O. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lauren. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so where do we go next?
1: Where do we go next? We um, so then there's the date. the date.
0: Yeah, so the date, we use loosely, is... Veronica and Chuck
1: in a car. Yes, which is another thing they get very right about, like, high school life and, like, small town life is... Well, I would imagine yeah, in just small town, gonna but say. definitely just high school in general is the hooking up in cars. Because yeah. this has happened you now twice. Like, they're
0: definitely at, like, some, like, make-out point or something like that, Yeah. You know? And, I uh, think they're
1: in the Pops parking lot. Oh, life. yeah, they are.
0: <laughs> um, so they... Do we... we see them kiss?
1: We do, yeah, yeah. Then it gets, but before that, they take a selfie.
0: Of course, because twenty seventeen.
1: Yeah, um, and they kind of just like—I <laughs> don't know if this is how most dates go—and I'm just—I haven't been doing it right all these <laughs> years. But they just kind of describe each other. Yeah. They just kind of describe each other. Like he goes, "Oh, after your dad's Murdoff made off," sorry, Murdoff made off, <laughs> like fall from grace. And she goes, "Oh, so you're the." Golden boy, his dad is the blah, blah, blah. They just yeah. describe each other yeah. to each
0: other. And they're both really into it.
1: Which, going back to the narcissism and the masturbatory yeah. in this, is like, I'm down. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I kind of like We that. should
1: do a mini-sode where we just describe each other.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to give you guys, paint a picture of our nook.
1: Yeah. Which, like, with all the closet imagery in episode one and two, like, we are very much in that seven minutes in heaven yeah. closet, but with better lighting. We
0: actually are, like, sitting in a closet. We should have just called this, like, coming into the closet or something. Could you imagine?
1: Coming into That'll the be closet. The a Riverdale recap. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs>
0: um, so then we have this, this scene in the car. Mm-hmm. And the next day, right? Next day, go back to school, opens yeah. with Veronica arriving to school and. Is it Jughead and Archie who show her, or Betty and... I don't know. Someone... She's at the lockers.
1: Yeah, she's at the lockers. I don't remember. I will say they asked her about how the date went, and mm-hmm. she says, it's not the stuff of Oscar Wilde or even Diablo Cody. <laughs> oh, Kevin's there. Oh, right. Um, and it kind of made me sad, because I thought about it, and I was like, okay, so if these teens are 15, and 15-year-olds are watching this, then they were five years old when juno came out
0: oh my god yeah how would she even know that like,
1: like they well she she knows she knows everything veronica right. smart she's up on it but it made me really sad to think that that diablo cody reference is not only not current but like it's like it's the previous generation for these teens isn't that kind of a bummer yeah i
0: guess these are gen what are they gen y
1: no, we're Gen... Millennial is Gen Y. Post-millennial gen is...
0: They have a name already.
1: Do they? Yeah. Could it be... Could one Gen just be called Jennifer? Like, she's <laughs> Jennifer. And everyone's like, I'm a Jennifer.
0: <laughs> like, an entire group of people 30 years apart just self-identify as, as Jennifer.
1: <laughs> okay, we
0: should put that to practice. Um, so she
1: says that, and then, um, so... I, I forget who draws it to her attention. Kevin, I think Kevin, Kevin pulls up the thing and of he's course, like, Kevin. "What are you
0: maple faced?" It's what
1: called that? a sticky maple. Oh yeah, a
0: sticky maple, which we learn is a tradition at Riverdale of.
1: Which am I missing something? Is that just supposed to be taken literally, or is that referring to something like? I feel like it's not like golden shower mm, unless you're not mm, hydrated no. at all. Then it's a golden maple. Yeah,
0: I feel like. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, unless you have like bad kidney. Damage. <laughs> um I feel like it's probably like implying that like, okay, so just to give you guys a quick description, you already saw it. But essentially, the photo that we find out that Kevin describes as a golden maple is a photo of Veronica's face in the car that Chuck posts with like a splatter like of CG or photoshopped in like sauce on her face. Yeah, it looks like maple syrup.
1: Also, one gross part is Veronica, and this is really sweet. She very naively says it first. She's like, a sticky maple. We had a brownie sundae. And I was like, <laughs> that's so much grosser.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, I was that's, like, no, 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 not that.
1: <laughs> that's like not CW.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then Veronica grabs the phone and looks at it and freaks out and realizes that she's being slut-shamed and not only realizes it, but calls it by name.
1: This was... The turning point for me where, oh my god, I take back ranking episode one, six, episode of six, because this is when this show kicked it up a gear, and I was like, oh, this is why this exists in 2017.
0: Yeah, this, this is where the show proved itself beyond just being, like, a campy comic reboot to actually having, like, current, important things to say about what's going on.
1: The fact that this whole episode is about rape culture on college campuses, and they bring it to this high school level where it's also happening, yeah. and they just have Veronica coming in immediately busting it, and she says the slut-shaming thing immediately, when she's they're like, all like, oh, it's a tradition.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're like, eh, it's tradition, she's like, it's literally slut-shaming. And she
1: says, I am neither a slut, nor am I going to be shamed by someone named, excuse me, Chuck Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I loved that. I loved her immediate, like, I'm neither a slut. Nor will I be Shane. I also,
0: like, there's something so fishy to me about, like, a person whose full name is two first names. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's very, like, like, what are they up to? You know? Like, Chuck Clayton sounds like, I mean, I would say it sounds like a comic book character, but in the (laughs) diegetic world of Veronica, if I met someone with that name, I would steer clear.
1: Uh, so then, immediately, I love that she's just like, we are handling this now. Yeah. And... Betty goes with her. Her girl Betty goes with her. hmm
0: And they march into the change room. The guys are all half naked in towels, including KJ Apa.
1: And I just <laughs> love that power dynamic of them storming in. And the idea that, like, in most shows, the locker room is, like, definitely a space of, like, like kind of displaced... It's either direct abuse to other boys or displaced yeah. abuse to, to girls. Yeah, um, And for them to come in... And be in their clothes and be entering that space. And, like...
0: So fearlessly. (sighs) Just being like, uh, we're here. And then she coughs. And he turns around. And and Archie's in the way. And Veronica just goes, step aside, Andrews. And he's like, what? And she's like, I mean it, leave.
1: I loved that. I love that 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 was full. It's like, you are the C-plot? Yeah. Like, we are not (laughs) characters who exist to fight over you. Get the fuck out of our way. We're dealing with they plot.
0: Yeah, like, that moment was the assertion that Archie is taking a backseat in this episode. I think, like, oh, well, I guess no, we see him again with his, like, sad <sighs> backstory, but so Veronica really takes the wheel here. And
1: Chuck is giving, like, the most disgusting, like, weird lines. Like, mm-hmm. he's just being, like, such a gross example of everything. Yeah. I, like, didn't write it down, because I was tired. Yeah, like, well, I you couldn't can't. handle it's it. It's too jib. And it was too. It was too real. Yeah. And she she says something about how like his preppy murderer half brain like wouldn't <laughs> understand. Which I just oh my god. Like I he's
0: how- totally the kind of guy who's gonna like grow up and like kill a prostitute. And she called it on him like in a sec.
1: Every episode, Veronica gets Veronica gets one of She's these like power so smart. ramps. Oh. Right, one of the things I noticed is he was like, well, I don't know about the betas you used to date, and, like, using that, like, full yeah. MRA pickup artist yeah. red pill language, I was like, It was Ugh. very, like... Like, it the... gave me a shiver.
0: Who's that guy that the YouTube pick... The skeezy pickup artist who they, like...
1: Oh, did... boycotted from the Canadian border? Yeah, it starts
0: with a V. Um... Oh,
1: um, Rush V? Yeah,
0: Rush V. Yeah, no, it was literally like, using
1: that with the beta thing, yeah. and
0: I just... And she's literally like, you are disgusting, and he's like do something about it, and she's like, okay, and then she goes to town.
1: Veronica, like, in these scenes was, like, full wish fulfillment, full Imperator Furiosa, yeah, like, yeah, just yes. taking it. Yeah, like,
0: this is, like, this is what I need from a female character. Yes. And I know people always say, like, it's a good feminist show because it is a strong female character, but, like, this show is actually calling out, like, sexist tropes for what they are.
1: It is. And it's doing it every episode. And I'm really, I think it's going in the right direction. I think it knows where it's going. I think it's being smart about Yes. Yeah. Anyway, B-plot is Jughead on Dilton's case.
0: Yeah, so B-plot is Jughead interrogating Dilton. And this also brings up an important issue that we see being talked about a lot right now. Which is gun violence. Yes. She he calls or I don't know if it's him or another scout, but someone calls Dilton a survivalist. Yes. And Jughead's like, why do you need to teach him how to have a or to have a gun? And he says something like, they need. It was like something straight out of like an NRE commercial. It was like they need Holy. to feel se- secure or something.
1: Um and. That was like another moment where it's like, oh, they are modernizing all of these tropes, making it very relevant because it was full hardcore survivalist. Yeah, And the fact that everyone treated it very seriously, that he had a gun and used it, Mm -hmm. even if it wasn't in an act of violence, I thought was like very Yeah,
0: it was very progressive. And also, we jumped ahead a bit, but just in case you haven't seen the episode yet, or you just love to hear us talk and you don't actually like the show, Dilton turns out to be the cause of the gunfire that's heard on the morning where... Jason goes missing.
1: Right. And it was, a, all, all the pieces are coming together. All the pieces um, are coming
0: together. And so Jughead interviews Dilton, who doesn't uh, initially come forward. No. But he gets it out of now, him. No
1: question, because Dilton, his whole thing is traditionally, he's a nerd. Mm-hmm. And now they've added this thing with the survivalist and the, the gun thing. I'm going to ask you a question. It might be distasteful, but considering this is a high school soap, do you think they're going to go the school shooter route with Dilton? Because he kind of fits the profile feel like, of bringing a gun to school.
0: I feel like they could have... Okay, so this is what I would say. There could definitely be, like, they could approach that plot as in, like, him... Like, okay, I don't think CW would air a school shooting or, like, a reenacted or, like, put that into their plot. But I can see Dalton bringing a gun to school to, like... Scare Jughead and then being like having it be found or something like that, but there's no way there's going to be or if there is, I'll eat my words. Yeah, I feel like that'd be a lot for for any network TV program. Um, like I could see HBO doing it. It's been, it's it, been but... done
1: though, and Netflix had a school shooter thing on the OA, which yeah, like I can see that. On I Netflix. cannot
0: endorse, but I feel like to air it on network television would be a lot.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I hope not, but we'll see. But cause... yeah, so so we have
0: slut shaming, we have gun violence, and the show just keeps going. I'm just going to give ten seconds to the C plot. Okay, but at this point, Archie's talking to—is that this is that's after this, right? The music scene,
1: right? Because Archie was grounded by his dad, um, but he wanted one thing out of Cheryl because Cheryl said she'll do anything for him
0: because he vouched for her when she gave her story to the principal.
1: Uh. <laughs> except she said, uh, "Ruling out her body."
0: Yeah, yeah. She said, "I'll do anything for you except my body," which is a strong, a strong power. Sure, play for Cheryl. she has
1: her. Well, she, her body's for Jason, and Jason, oh, a lot. of
0: course. Yeah, she only uses her body to have sex with her brother.
1: Yep. <laughs> um,
0: so Archie asks for a favor with the Pussy Cats, and Cheryl in turn gets Josie to. I don't. It was unclear if like she was going to tutor him or just like mentor him or just let him watch their rehearsals. But anyway, so. He helps them out, or he asks to help them out, and Josie goes on this woke rant about, like, racism and, like, systemic oppression against Black people, and how, like, Archie can't speak to her experience, and it was all very, like, woke. Like, it was just... The third informed political topic we've hit in this episode, like, ten minutes in. It a was hour.
1: a very, um, woke way to go with her,
0: mm-hmm. and to
1: go with the plot. Um, she refers to them as, as, to the Pussycats as divas of color, which yeah. I love. Yeah. Um, and saying, and I love, also, not only that, but the, why do we call ourselves the Pussycats, because we've had to, like, claw, claw and scratch with... our way, which not only hits on the intersectionality of divas of color, have to work harder than Archie Andrews, yeah. But it—it's the pussy grabs back, the pussy hats. Yeah, like it's—it's it's, of... it's also touching on a lot of the imagery surrounding the women's yeah, marches, yeah. which I know is a coincidence because this didn't, like, obviously this was filmed, yeah, way before. But just like, I really loved it. I also loved that before that scene, when they were first making the plans for her to tutor or whatever, she said to him that he could come observe and learn and she put like a finger to her lips she was like this is not the space for you to be like taking yeah. it over you will observe and then when he says oh yeah like I get it later on she was like no no baby you don't
0: yeah it was very powerful it's like that's that whole thing about how when people have to teach other people about how to be allies and yeah. how like you can support a cause but you can't become the cause if you're not part of the people who it's trying to represent.
1: Archie's a really good cipher for that. And I'm really excited for just kind of like, well, we'll talk about where it goes by the end of the episode, Mm -hmm. but for now it seems like, okay, so they're doing like, it's not their job to educate Archie, but here we are.
0: Exactly. Um, so now we're back to,
1: um, Veronica's at home, but she gets a text from Betty and she goes back to the school and we get full, girls-only Dumbledore's army. Yes. Like, yes.
0: <laughs> When we have, we, 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 we meet Ethel.
1: We do. Who,
0: to be honest, carries this episode for me.
1: Played by Beth. So, Bethel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Bethel. Um, f- the, everything I reveal makes me sound like a real Rube. Haven't seen Stranger Things. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that's the same actor? Yeah, it's Beth. Oh my god, I didn't even take that in. Yeah, because it's don't... like the
1: real Beth Thirst. Oh, maybe it's not, but it's like a faux Beth, because people were I... doing a lot of, like, but Ethel... I
0: thought it was... I thought it reminded me of her when I saw it, but I didn't realize it was the same person.
1: I'm looking it up. Look it because up, Because if up. it's not, at the very least, people were like, oh, they're trying to go for Beth with Ethel. It might be.
0: They're very similar style characters. They're both kind of, like, ignored, like, wronged, like, female high school... Well, I guess Beth... Yeah, Beth's in high school. But anyway, so... Um, Wait, isn't her name... Wait, is her name Beth? Yeah, I guess it is. Um, so anyway, so we're in this room, and Veronica's leading the charge as, like, the leader of this group of girls who turned out to have been, like, systemically wronged by the football team, and it becomes, like, not only this slut-shaming thing, but also moving on to, like, The whole, like, they talk about how they brought their issues to Weatherby and he didn't believe them. Yes. And it's very much, like, one of those, like, we believe the women movements. Yeah,
1: burden of the proof Mm -hmm. and, like, women supporting each other. Yeah,
0: so it's very apropos. And
1: not only that, but then Cheryl comes in. And Cheryl has, same way she has internalized her brother Mm -hmm. more than once, um, she has internalized the patriarchy. And has so much internalized misogyny. And she comes in... Um, and she's saying, boys will be boys.
0: And she shuts... She and she calls the, all the girls in the room a slut.
1: Because she says, like, hey, sluts.
0: Yeah, which later sets off Veronica oh. in the best way.
1: Veronica just needs to be educating.
0: She needs to teach a gender she, and sexuality yeah, she class. She really does. And then... At the end of the exchange, Cheryl calls her shit, Frida Shallow, which <laughs> I loved. She's also just like hitting she's all the not, nails on that. She is,
1: and it's a little racist.
0: It's a little racist, but the play on words is just too good to it's ignore. It's so good.
1: And then set, Veronica ends her thing with call me or any of these other beautiful, young, smart, intelligent women slut one more time, yeah. which was like.
0: It's perfect. I had
1: to pause yeah. and, like.
0: Um. Yeah, it it was was an incredible moment. It
1: really was.
0: Um, And then we see. uh, Oh, I think we jumped around a bit. We did
1: because before Jughead gets to like, (laughs) I love the scene where a little boy scout is at Pops with his dad. His dad's like, "Okay, you eat the Sunday. I'm gonna go settle the tab." And (laughs) in one shot, the dad gets up. The boy. Reaches for the Sunday, the sh- cherry gets plucked, and the camera swipes, and Jughead is crouching like a gremlin at the other side of the it's booth. It's a classic Cool Sprouse. It's a classic Cool Sprouse, in the same way as with Betty in the last episode, that horror shot of her, like, emerging from below, yeah. and then from behind <laughs> Here we have Jughead, like materializing um in the booth and he's full on like he's full both nightcrawler the x-man yeah. and like nightcrawler the jake Hall movie like yeah. he's investigating he, he is, crimes and he's crouching like a little monkey and he has
0: embraced his position at the paper and he's going full throttle with this and that's where he gets the confession that the gunshot was Dilton. in yeah um then we go on to oh well this is actually back but i wanted to point out when Josie talks about her mom's hate mails when she gets elected. Right. Like, that was also so relevant. I because... like that they
1: cited that also, because, like, it's a very easy thing to do when you're adding diversity to a show. It's, like, a very kind of, like, 90s diversity yeah. thing. I've seen, like, people, like, write online about, or listen, like, in, in Riverdale to, like, have, like, oh, well, if all of the people in positions are of authority are people of color, then we're, like, not racist. And then we're super diverse. But it's actually, you know, this kind of like post-racial thing that's maybe a little kind of like washing things over. So to have Josie like say that was... It was very smart. A good, yeah. Power move. So anyway, well, Archie's in the C-plot with the Mm -hmm. Pussycats. Where he
0: stays all episode.
1: A-plot is full back to kid detectives. Oh yes.
0: They're Nancy Drewing up into the school at after hours.
1: (laughs) They're Dressed in black, They're, they've got. Flashlights. And they all have really
0: nice flashlights. They're yeah. Veronica is of course in like a Wilfred cape. Like yeah. they look obscene. Betty actually, they all look incredible, but mm-hmm. they are not dressed for a tactical mission. And who should show up but Cheryl Blossom? Cheryl
1: Blossom, who is
0: also like in like a red pantsuit or something.
1: It's like. Yeah, I forget if it's pantsuit or dress. It's like a leotard. The it's boots, like a full which bo- Kevin points out. <laughs> yeah,
0: Kevin's like... Choker. Yeah, Kevin's like, where did you get those boots? They're incredible. <laughs> of course, she ignores him. And then Betty's like, what are you doing? And Cheryl's just like, get over yourself, Betty. Which I was like, thank God someone said that to Betty. Because yeah. you needed to hear it.
1: Um... So then they find the book. It didn't take long. Yeah, this is
0: the playbook that the football has. That's like, a registry of all the girls they hook up with and then rate.
1: They're keeping score. Mm -hmm. And I think it's Betty who says we're objects for them to abuse. And when they're done, they shame us into silence. Which, like, so real. This is, like, Jessica Jones-level real, where, like, it's
0: almost hard to watch. Yeah, and this is also the first time that we've seen Betty actually... Like, aside from when she went psycho on Cheryl Mm -hmm. in, like, almost, like, a kind of inorganic way. This is rage that I can like, agree with and feel and, like, am so on board for Betty to take charge in this episode because she's been a Betty and now she's becoming a Veronica and it's what we've asked for.
1: Yeah. Also, one more thing is that, like, I paused at one point on the book mm-hmm. to see what I could see, because um, now I'm also a kid detective. Of course. And I did see the words desperate pedo, which makes me think Miss Grundy has, like, Hooked bagged another football <gasps> pl- That's what I have to think, because, like, who else is desperate pedo? Unless God. it's a grade 12 football player with, with, with a ninth grader.
0: No, you're totally right. Oh, my God, that's so good. Yeah,
1: so, like, this is going to come to the front.
0: And Archie's definitely not participating in that
1: book. I, Kins?
0: And what do you think about that whole Jason Blossom and... Was it Jason and Polly? Do you think yeah. Jason did that, or do you think someone wrote it in?
1: Because Shale is very sure. But Jason's captain of the football team, and, and, and the whole, I think, point of this episode is Jason's quick-to-believe like, side with the boys, like, saw air on, like, innocent until whatever. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the episode, she grows to say, maybe there were things my brother did yeah, that were bad. So true. I think it's real. And she's, she's
0: growing, too. Cheryl is making big strides. Mm-hmm. She's joining the group. She's becoming a lovable person. She has redeeming qualities. I,
1: I'm liking seeing her turn from a doll into a real girl, Pinocchio mm-hmm. style. Yeah.
0: And so Becky... Uh, Be- Becky. Betty.
1: Betty says
0: she wants vengeance.
1: She does. She's not, not going to settle for for bringing this to the principal. Yeah, she She, wants she initially both. was like, well, tell Weatherby she wanted
0: proof, but now she's going to fuck up Chuck.
1: I'm skipping the scene where Archie writes lyrics. No, yeah, we're then, not doing it. Archie
0: writes the song. Next. So then
1: we get to Betty putting on...
0: Betty putting on a bold lip, a beautiful bold lip, something you would only see on Veronica. Yes. She looks gorgeous. She looks like January Jones. She looks like... which
1: as they've said season 1 betty draper. Yes,
0: exactly, right. It's a, it's a they're throwing us into mad men, they're throwing us into x men where she's a diamond girl. They're throwing us into everything betty.
1: And then who comes in?
0: But Alice Cooper.
1: Alice fucking Who, of
0: course, has to insist on a pink lip.
1: I love that not only does she say that, like, the fact that the very concept of a red lip me, like, turns Betty into a bad girl and means that she's growing up too fast is, like, hilarious. Yeah. But then, like, I was genuinely, like, I did a little gasp when she wiped the oh, lipstick yeah, off. Betty's
0: mom makes such a power play. She literally takes her hand, streams it across Betty's face, and smudges the lipstick all over Betty's cheek and says something, like, like, pink, like, perfection. pink perfection is much more your color.
1: And that's, like, this great, so when she wipes it off, it's a shot of the mirror, and then when it's pink perfection, it's the shot of their faces side by side. And yeah. She, it is incredible. This show is cinematic.
0: And let me just tell you that this moment only made me like Betty's mom more. Of course. It was incredible. Yeah. She is really kicking asses and taking names. And
1: as we see later on, like, Betty's mom loves the idea that she has control over her daughter. Mm
0: -hmm. But Betty says something like, I'm going to Veronica's to study. Because her mom's like, let's do something. She wants her to work for the paper. Right. And Betty's finally just started to be like, no, and gone off and do her own thing. But...
1: Do you agree that it's so much more interesting when Betty's parents are trying to make her work for their business than when Archie's dad is trying to make him work for the fucking, like, construction company? No, Archie's... I
0: don't know where Archie's mom is, but whatever, wherever she's... She's in Chicago. Okay, so he should be with her. Archie needs to emancipate You
1: Know who's playing his mom. Who? Okay. Teen nostalgia redhead. I don't know. Molly Ringwald. Really? Yes. Wait,
0: when does she come in? I don't know. Oh my god. So wait, I know. Does, wait, does Archie's mom play a role in the comics, or is she always just gone?
1: No, in the comics, they're like a together couple. They're not even divorced. The parents mm-hmm. are just, like, normal. They're like chubby parents. Very interesting. Yeah. Ooh, that'll be exciting. Um, One thing I don't like is in the comics, <coughs> there's more... I know this is, like... There's more eco- socioeconomic diversity, because, mm-hmm. like, Betty is, like... Straight up poor. Yeah,
0: I feel like they really glamorize it's that. It's like part, middle isn't? class
1: poor, but. Yeah. Yeah, and here, like. She Betty's family. Betty's family is well yeah, off. Yeah,
0: they are. And God knows everyone else's. I would say Archie is probably the lowest on the scale, and even he seems to be doing fine.
1: So Archie sneaks back in after practice with the Pussycats. I don't care, because then we get Chuck showing up to to the pool house. Then
0: we get the most impressive set we've seen this entire series so far. You want fog? Ethel's house. You're
1: fucking getting fog. Go to Ethel's.
0: If you want to see nothing, and by that I mean only (laughs) fog, go to Ethel's house.
1: Yeah, also the fact that Ethel is loaded. That pool house...
0: And now oh, that you say God. that thing about Beth, that house is very reminiscent of the house where she gets, well, I, spoiler alert, where Beth gets care. taken by the, what's it, Demogorgon? The Demogorgon. Whatever. The Demogorgon. It was very similar. And this house is even better. It's like an enclosed, it's like a, a warehouse, like sliding door, and they walk in, and he's greeted by Veronica in like a house coat with like a jeweled bikini or something. I think it's a one piece. It was like, a, it was like one of those one pieces where a ring links the top and oh bottom yeah. pieces, and she's wearing like a drapey necklace and a silk house coat, and she's in tall black heels and looks insane.
1: She looks insane. She looks incredible. And then,
0: incredible. speaking of insane, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of insane, who should walk out from another door? But well, actually, she doesn't identify as Betty. She says Betty's not here, but she sent me in her place. And it is Betty giving us full Uma Thurman in in what's that? Faint? The most famous Quentin Tarantino movie? Kill Bill? No, no, the one with. Where she ODs.
1: Pulp Fiction. Full, full Pulp, Pulp, fiction. Pulp Fiction
0: Uma. She is, she's like, she has one of those black, like... A black bob.
1: A harsh, severe bob. The red lip is back.
0: And she's not even in a bathing suit. She is in full lingerie.
1: And Betty's not here right now. Betty
0: isn't here. She sent this girl in her place.
1: This is the moment where, like, horror movie rules, Chuck shoulda
0: yeah, got Chuck the should, hell out of but there. But instead he was like, of course these two girls are gonna have sex with me. So he stays.
1: Um, he stays... And then,
0: we jump around a bit... To
1: the Taste of Riverdale opening. The Taste
0: of Riverdale.
1: Woo! So here we have, um, a mom fight.
0: Oh, one of the best mom... The best mom fight we've seen so far. Well, yeah. And, can I just say that... There is no one that I would like to slap Alice Cooper more... Than Cheryl Blossom's mother.
1: Yes, who I, th- I think they mentioned her name is Penelope. Of
0: course. <laughs> of course. Penelope Blossom.
1: Penelope Blossom. And, like,
0: I love Alice Cooper, and she's just doing her best, but this was incredible. This was shameless. She went up to her to ask for a quote for the paper in the middle of this event.
1: Also, after publishing shit about, like... Penelope's teenage son Mm -hmm. like really capitalizing on a tragedy Alice is being like the fucking worst (laughs) like just being so I don't know she's very insecure I don't know where her husband was because he usually I feel like is able to hold her back a bit
0: yeah so oh also can I just point out that at this event Betty or Veronica's mom, Hermione, is like catering the Pops cable the table to the crowd and it, it is so ridiculous to me that, <laughs> that- That Veronica's mom would rather be, like, a nighttime waitress at a roadside (laughs) diner and live in a mansion than just sell that place and live normally as, like, a homemaker or someone who doesn't have to, like, work overnight and serve people dinner.
1: But she said she's doing a full Mildred Pierce. She She, has to keep up airs for her daughter. She is.
0: She is. And she did say all they got was the apartment. So, I guess she values Smithers and that that ghostly apartment.
1: Anyway, then, Betty, like... Alice gets knocked down, but like one of those like clown shaped punching bags, <laughs> she just bobs back up. Yeah, goes right over to Hermione, working her night shift. Poor dear. Right. And mentions the thing about slut shaming, and Alice says, "That's what they call it when sluts get shamed." Yeah,
0: <laughs> which is honestly rivals Miss Phillips' level of like sardonic humor. Like like Miss Phil- <laughs> Miss Phillips. Betty, or Alice Cooper, and Jughead all need to just sit in a room and exchange conversation, I would, I'd pay to see that.
1: I, like, can't, like, I know you're team Alice, but, like, man, she just fucking starts drama. She
0: cuts deep.
1: She can't stop. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we get back to the uh, the pool house, and, and the scene opens very ambiguously, because you see something being mixed into a drink. Yes, And we are used to this being seen pretty much happening one way in the yeah
0: we we thought like normally you'd see a guy a guy uh, what is it called spiking a girl's drink here we have betty with some sort of like veritas serum or what did she say it was, <laughs> I it was know. Like,
1: she said it was like I forget what it was it was some
0: non science based logic where she's like it opens up the brain pores and flows the Instant truth trait yeah serum. it was very homeopathic
1: um so she's full on like where Veronica is getting this plot so woke and so right, Betty is getting it, like, so fucking wrong. Yeah.
0: In a way that, like, excites me, but oh, also it's scares me. great to watch, me. but yeah. very
1: scary. Um, so, she's drugging Chuck, who's in the <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, Chuck is sitting in the hot tub. They bring over the... Bev- the hot tub. They bring over the beverage, and...
1: They pressure him to start... To record, we have the scene with Jughead and Dilton already, which they flash back to, so let's just come back here. She is turning up the heat on the hot tub, tub full torture interrogation. Can, but can I also drugs. just
0: say, like, not to like, downplay Betty's like, Power in this scene, but she's like, I'm gonna boil you alive. And she turns the hot tub to like 106, to like no, 108. How much like, could
1: a hot tub actually, like, also can it like, go high in Like, enough that's the temperature her, so. that
0: I'm comfortable in in a hot tub. <laughs> and he's know. like, this is quite hot. And she's like, I'm gonna boil you. I'm like, you really won't. You'll just, like, maybe make him tired. It
1: is, like, pretty kinky, though. Anyway, so Veronica's filming, which is also super kinky. Yes. yeah
0: <laughs> There's a lot going on. And can I just say, like, my favorite thing is when a woman uses, like, her sexuality as a weapon, and this episode gave it to me. Like, Betty was like, he Did she, where, where was it? Oh, that was after. But the heels, the, the bathing suits, the recording. It they was,
1: cranked it to 11, and Ethel is, like, watching. She's Oh, like, yeah, Ethel keeps like, out like, and is like, hold on. doesn't say anything. That. I, I feel like she's, if I
0: was in that situation, I would be the Ethel. She's
1: watching and smiling. I was like, We're all Ethel. We're all Beth, we're all Ethel. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: So they force a confession out to say... Is that her
1: name? Is it Beth? Or am I getting it wrong? I thought it started with an N.
0: Is it Nora? No. Now now I'm just questioning myself. It probably is Beth.
1: I really shouldn't be talking. I haven't seen Stranger Things. Anyway, super kinky. Betty has issues. She starts calling him Jason. So she's having full, as you said, dissociative.
0: She says... She says... Jason, no, she, yeah, Confess she... That's
1: Jason. Do it, Jason. Yeah,
0: and she becomes Polly, and Veronica's just like, uh, oh, we're going too far, because initially they're just like, rec- say to the camera that you didn't actually give Veronica crusty maple, or whatever it's called.
1: <laughs> <A> crusty <laughs> it? maple. I
0: don't know, that thing. A sticky
1: maple. A sticky
0: maple. And it turns out that Betty actually has plans to take it further, and has this full-on mental collapse, and it's like... I'm Paulie, and you're Jason, and tell me that I don't even know what it was, but it was a little. She, went, she she
1: says, "Apologize for what you did to me."
0: Yeah, and she takes her heel, her tall stiletto heel, and puts it on Chuck's head, and starts Barb. Saying, barb barb i knew his mom i'm
1: like really embarrassed i almost want to like delete the podcast <laughs> no. and start it again because i've been saying beth and i've just been saying beth because of Ethel.
0: yeah but it's beth, what's Ethel, what's Bethel. more sad is that i i've seen the entire first season and i was like yeah yeah beth
1: barb was just like such a meme yeah. you know I knew it was
0: very like m- like a midwestern mother's name
1: barb barb i'm so pe- ugh. But people are going so it's people, but people it's the same action Shannon Purser, I think her name is.
0: Okay, well, Rebecca goes through that, I will keep you up on this scene. So, she steps on Chuck's head, immerses his mouth in the water, and Veronica's like, hey, wait, hold on, you're actually being... Yeah,
1: it's the same actress. Wow.
0: I didn't even recognize her. She's like, you're actually being bonkers. And Betty's like, Betty takes out... Okay, first of all, it wasn't even real maple syrup. It was like corn syrup. It was like Aunt, Jemima, it was Aunt Which Mata's. is so disappointing. And also, beyond that, if you actually look back at that shot... The consistency of that liquid is not that of syrup. It's, like, swirling around. It's, like, uh, it looks like Coke.
1: It was in Chuck's rider, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Like he, didn't, like, he didn't want us to It maple. definitely was. It was like,
0: you can't put syrup in my hair. It has to be liquid. So she pours it on him, and it's, like, maple syrup all over his face. And Veronica's like, what's going on? And then eventually he's like, okay, I'm not Jason. You're being bonkers.
1: The cool thing about this episode is it starts off with Jughead saying, like, light, dark, Good, oh, evil. yeah. We'll get to the okay. ending, yes, but for now, you see, you expect, based on stereotypes, Yeah, that Betty equals good and Veronica equals evil. But this episode shows that was never the case. Like, Veronica's the good one.
0: Oh, yeah. They completely invert the the archetypes that we've seen with Betty and Veronica in the best way. That gives me... The powerful Betty that I'm looking for, but also the subdued and kind Veronica that we don't see that often.
1: I think it's incredible. It's the smartest decision. Oh, yeah. It
0: added so much depth to the characters.
1: Um, so the next morning at school, (laughs) Betty has somehow published a full student newspaper between then and that. Yeah,
0: between like 12 and 6 a.m. She's like, I stayed up all night.
1: Which like we know because of the Adderall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and she calls it an expose, which is like, okay, you're eighteen.
1: And Veronica being like very healthy says, Can we talk about what happened? Yeah. She's like Are you okay? Yeah. And Betty has oh, and also calls her Dr. Jekyll Mistress High. Yeah, I
0: really <laughs> like that. I also feel like it was it was kind of a weird situation where Veronica was like Okay, this happened. You embodied your sister and mm-hmm. thought he was someone else, and she's like, "No, it wasn't." And for a second, I thought it was going to be some sort of like, like dissociative identity thing, or like some sort of mental health thing that they were going to like mix in, which I thought could be real cool. Yeah. But then she was like, "Okay, fine. Maybe I did it because of this," and she owned up to it, and I kind of.
1: I don't know, but I think she's not fully owning up, and think I think so? they're still gonna like reveal That'll a lot. Be and because Betty, like, you could see in her face, she's like kind of snapping mm-hmm. in that when Veronica calls her out, she's like. <laughs> uh i don't think so yeah like,
0: yeah it was it was really weird it was very like she was about to be on the, the break of some sort of collapse and
1: we go right into the closing monologue which is definitely for me line of the app which is oh, good definitely. and evil light and dark betty B and <laughs> veronica
0: <laughs> which if there has ever been a sentence that should be on a t-shirt this is it like Just this whole needs to be printed on everything everyone owns
1: beautiful
0: and then our cliffhanger for next week
1: Oh, before Cliffhanger, um, so Betty and Veronica get in, like, a little bit of trouble, and Veronica's mom calls her mija, so, like, confirmed Latina on the show. Yes, yes. Um, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, hashtag justice for Ethel. (laughs) Cheryl's. Yeah.
0: Cheryl just feels the need to hashtag everything. She's like that obnoxious person who tags every photo on Instagram.
1: They burn the book. That mm-hmm. moment between Betty and Cheryl, which I love, with like
0: a lighter in, like one of those can- canister things. It looked great. It was a very flame great. in the
1: middle of the fog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then... then
0: we wrap up with Dilton talking to Jughead and Betty, mm-hmm. revealing that he actually saw Miss Grundy at the late the river the night that Jason or the day Jason disappeared. Yeah. Which is not exactly yet incriminating to Archie, but Jughead immediately knows that he's not going to be able to stop it because Betty knows, and she's going to want to write about it.
1: Jughead's put it together. That's going to cause some tension between the two of them. Jughead said, like, I'll do whatever to protect my friend, but Jughead also, like, really places his own ethics, like,
0: right up near the top. And he values his, like... His ability to tell a story. So we'll see what he does with this. If he's like covers up his own information just to satisfy Betty, or if he.
1: I just want to say, like, I was editor of like my school paper, and we did not put in we we had no exposé. Oh no!
0: The most exciting thing I wrote about in my high school paper was like a piece on like what kind of shoes people were wearing in the winter.
1: I did one about like um, how students at at Northern had to like wear lanyards. <laughs>
0: So clearly it's equally riveting as what's going on in this story. Pretty
1: much. Maybe, like, all American high schools are like this. And the newspapers are, like, breaking, like, true crime. (laughs) Making a murderer as it happens.
0: Yeah, we should have gone to high school in the States.
1: Yeah. Probably not. No, definitely not. Yeah, and under Betsy DeVos, like, I don't think <laughs> we're going to be getting more, like, blue and gold newspaper Yeah, funding. that's what I don't, I, d- I don't. Also, um, football team, they set up that this is going to be disastrous. Betty, yeah. Jughead is really an omniscient narrator.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: he is. Um, okay, so should we rank? Yes. Uh, rate?
0: How many, how many abs would you give, how many Archie abs would you give this episode? Out of a
1: six pack, I'm giving it five abs.
0: Okay. Because I, w- I would agree with that.
1: The, like, all of the, like, kinky, dissociative, Betty becoming a Veronica, Betty yeah. becoming a Polly stuff was power, so great. The power
0: dynamic swap is what I needed by episode three, and they gave it to so us. So that
1: was, like, sultry, trashy, amazing, but we also had the, like, commentary on slut chaining. Oh, yeah. It
0: was very, like, it was very informed, but also so interesting. Like, it, it's one of those things where, like, they didn't, it wasn't one at the expense of the other. They kept it fresh. And we have Roberto Aguirre to thank for (laughs) that.
1: And I want to say one more time, Barb, not Beth. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yes,
0: Barb, not Beth. Barb, not Beth.
1: I'm like, I'm I'm mortified.
0: And let's just go out with that quote one more time, that Jughead closing quote. Would you like to deliver it?
1: No, please. It's, the honor is yours. All right.
0: So it's good and evil, light and dark, Betty and Veronica. Oh, and before we sign off... If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can uh, follow us at Riverdale Recap. uh, And we'll be posting a new episode each week. So comment, rate, and subscribe.
1: All right. See you at Chapter 4.